Welcome to the Charleston Real Estate Connection Podcast, connecting and reconnecting you with all things Charleston. I am your host, Nia Joy, your golden realtor, licensed in the state of South Carolina. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the 15th episode of the Charleston Real Estate Connection Podcast. I am here right now with Brent Settles of the Settles Law Firm. Hey, Brent. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm wonderful. It's Friday after a busy week, so it's uh, it's a great day. All right. All right. Even better. I mean, lately for me, it's been feeling like a Monday every other day, but that's, that's good. Right. I don't do Mondays, Mia, ever. No, I'm just kidding. It, it does. I'm going to tell you what, the changes that keep coming down the pipe and, and um, you know, society in general is taking a day-to-day approach to things with, with the, um, the virus outbreak. So you yes. never are sure what's coming at you. A lot of days, a lot of hours feel like days, it seems like. I can imagine. I want to get into that and ask you some questions about that, where we are. But, um, sure. The first thing I ask all my guests is their connection to Charleston. What's your connection to Charleston, Brent? So I'm from the upstate of South Carolina originally, um, born and raised, went through high school uh, in Pickens, South Carolina. Uh-huh. It's House. a metropolis. Okay, it's not a metropolis, but still. Um, and then I came here for undergrad. So okay. moved to Charleston for undergrad, ended up working in local government for about eight, eight and a half years. and. Uh, Met my wife during that time, who is from here. Okay. And so, of course, that meant uh, staying here, although I didn't have any plan to leave at that point. Nice. And uh, went to went to law school in Charleston. So, I have been here for 16 years. Wow. I didn't realize that I was, yeah, that's more time than I thought. Isn't that funny how you add up the time? That's, um... that's it. I've almost been here longer than where I was born. Uh, actually, so that's kind of crazy. Well, once you reach that mark, um, what what I like to do is I like to deem you um, a an official Charlestonian. Okay. You're okay with that? Is there a, so, uh, like a, a a hat or something that comes yes, with that, or is just, there is okay. there is there is coming soon? You know, we're working on ordering some stuff. You know, I'm just just giving people um, golden keys to the city. They're my golden keys. Key. That's awesome. <laughs> Not right. Not right now, though. It's on lockdown. Right, right. I have to wait. I do have to wait. I have to wait until that period of lockdown is, is complete. So, yeah, that's so cool. So, that, where no, you're from? I love it here. It's great. Yeah, and in comparison to where you're from, I've never, I've been through there because I'm on the way to Spartanburg. Um, mm-hmm. You guys have cows? Did you grow up with cows? I mean, personally, no, we didn't grow up with any cows. Oh. I mean, there, there's there's some, a lot of passion, a lot of fields. Okay. You know, but Mamas? even that area, the, the, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there may be more llamas here, but you know, growing up, that area is is booming. Just like not not to the same degree that Charleston is, but you know, the subdivisions and developments and things like that oh, are really wow. you're 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 out of space in your normal hubs of uh, of living. So like, there's only you can only go where the vacant land is, and that's what true. developers are doing. That is true. That is true. In Charleston, we're we're having to go further out. I definitely agree with that. Um, well, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was, um, really, I wanted to, um, address not only my audience who are non-realtors, um, but I also wanted to address 
you know, help out some realtors as well with some of these questions. And my, one of my questions is I know a lot of times people don't really interact with your law firm until they're ready to buy or sell a house usually. Sure. <laughs> so um, with that being said, I know one of the big things that, that happens with the, the deal is the contract. The contract is the center of everything, right? So it is. So when it comes to the contract, what are some of the things that you're seeing that has been a little bit problematic um, when it comes to contracts? Um, what are some things that realtors and their clients can kind of look out for to kind of just help the deal go a little bit smoother? If, if at all, I know it's smooth is such a relative word. Well, no, I mean, there are definitely things that, that people can do to kind of hedge their bets, for lack of a better term. The first thing, and I, I implore this practice in day-to-day life, in, in the business, in all of my relationships, but managing expectations. Because okay. for you as a realtor or you know, from a client's perspective, if I'm going to expect something from my agent or my lender or my attorney, right. I have an obligation to make my expectations clear. So sure. as, a, as an agent, as an attorney, I want to make sure that I fully understand what you're looking for. Yeah. And and I want you to know that, um, you know, we've had that exchange of information. So managing expectation, if you ask me to put, you know, an offer in on a house for you. Right. And you want a million dollars to come with it as closing costs. Mm-hmm. I need to tell you that's not a realistic expectation. There you go. Yeah. Um, True. Not, True. not one of those, uh, you kind of floated out. Okay, we'll see what happens. No, it's not going to happen. True. Um, and so the reason that I bring that up is because the only way that you can adequately and accurately translate that into the contract is to know what you're asking for, for or sure. know what you're rejecting. And so be specific when you're filling out these contracts. If you want the blinds put in there, I want the blinds. Okay. If you want the blinds for free, put in there. The blinds will convey at no cost. Okay. Um, if you're a seller and maybe this was an investment property for you and you've been paying taxes at 6%, which is uh-huh. you know uh, expensive compared to the 4% rate for, for owner-occupied residences, uh-huh. then you may want to put in the contract, um, taxes will be prorated at 4% because that's what the new buyer is going to qualify for. Oh, that wow. way you're, you're not having to give as much of a credit to the buyer. That's a really good point. That's a really, really good point. I like that. That's a really good tip. That's like a pro tip thing. Um, I love that. (laughs) I love that. That's pretty. I'm not charging for that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's that's some really good advice. So be specific on what you're asking for in the contract. That's very important. I've had people get TVs and um, couches and they think (coughs) that's so important to actually, like you said, I don't think I've ever put that in mind. Like, be sure, like you distinguish between cost, at cost and no cost. And that's really good. That's right. There's really a, you know, the days of, sadly maybe, but the days of handshake deals are over. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can trust that person. You can love them. You respect them. You can be best of friends with the the party that you're entering a contract with. Uh-huh. But at the end of the day, the only thing that's relevant, um, at least as far as the closing is concerned. Mm-hmm is what's in the contract. For sure. That's true. True. I love that. I love how you, um, how you mentioned that. I think I'm going to actually talk to my clients that way as far as, especially like about, about that particular, um, 
idea that, yeah, you can no longer say, yeah, yeah, we'll take care of it. It's, you can't go verbally and, and think it's going to No, happen. I mean, everything, and, and you don't want to, you know, it, it, there has to be some kind of resolution at some point because, you know, you could turn a contract, and some builders do, into mm-hmm. 50 to 100 pages. That's kind of overkill for mm-hmm. for our typical run-of-the-mill residential stuff. But okay. if if your heart is going to break and you're going to feel like you got um, a bad deal if you didn't get the um, you know washing machine manual or right. something along those lines, then you need to ask for it. You know, um, and to the other end of that, when you do put something in the contract, uh-huh. you have to do it. You have to do what the contract says. Um, uh-huh. You know, we had one recently that the uh, some certain appliances were, were supposed to convey. Okay. And the seller thought that it was going to be more expensive for the buyer to repair one of the appliances and that it wasn't worth anything. Mm-hmm. They got rid of it. Whoa. Buyer moves in and wants to know where the appliance is. And so it turned into like a heartburn moment for the parties. One party, the seller thought they were doing the buyer a favor, but the buyer specifically asked for it. So you have to do what you've signed on to do. Wow. Well, that's, that's some really good advice. So we just got through talking about contracts and the importance of being specific um, and leaving those details, making sure that people know um, about costs um, and right. maybe even timeframes in the contract. Absolutely. Um, so now, so, so when it comes to the performance of the contract and things like you wanting to update title, I know, the names on the title, sometimes people don't understand how that works and they may write the contract, start off with just um, themselves on the contract, uh, on the title, and then they may want to add a family member later. Um, what are some of the things that you were seeing or what are some of the things that may be helpful when it comes to people understanding what it means for the name to be on the title and removing it from the title? So if, when someone says to, to be a name on the title or to have a name on the title, that means that you have some ownership in the property itself. So, um, you know, the contract has two separate spots allocated for uh, names. Um, on, the, on the first page of the contract, it says buyers. So those are the people that are going to contribute to the cost. So they're actually going to pay for the house. Now, you may have someone on title who is not going to pay for the house. Maybe they're not going to be on the loan, um, you know, for whatever reason. Those are the ones that you want to put in the section that says, um, and specifically it says that the seller is going to convey marketable title with a properly recorded deed mm-hmm. in the names of, and that's where you want to put who everybody that's going to go on title. So if you have um, a situation with a married couple mm-hmm. and one of them is the only one on the loan, then in that second section, they both want to go on title because they both want to have some ownership in the property. Right. Then you need both names in that second section. And okay. so, yeah, that does change. You know, it's not it's not a huge deal in the scheme of things. Like a seller. A seller probably doesn't care how many people you want to put on title. For sure. But you still need to update the contract if that changes um, before closing. Before closing. Gotcha. Gotcha. We do see that sometimes. Um one of the things that I, I like about working with you guys, um, which of which I've been working with you since I got in the business a couple of years ago, um, is I like that you guys are really attentive or in, in tune with your clients and like realtors and agents that you work with. Um, and I notice now more than ever, especially in times like these, 
even more, you guys are offering um, concierge services. So tell us a little bit about some of the things that you do to kind of really help clients and realtors get the job done. It's so important, and I beg, I beg the agents and lenders that we work with, if you learn something about the buyer or the seller that, that we're representing that would help me in what I'm doing, I want you to let me know. So if we have uh, clients that are teachers, you know, mm -hmm. it's not always reasonable to say, hey, I need you to be here at 1030 in the morning to sign some documents mm -hmm. when they're at work from nine to, to four, eight to four, something like that. So, you know, we'll, we've, we've had closings as early as uh, 530 in the morning because the client was coming from out of town or had a, a job obligation they had to get to. Uh -huh. And we closed as late as, you know, 8.30, 9 o'clock at night for the same reason. Okay. Um, because, and they couldn't wait until the next morning. And that's right. fine. Um, the funniest thing that comes to mind is, you know, um, we had a client who was uh, wheelchair bound. And, and they were terrific, but they, I didn't know this until they got to the office. And this was at a former location we have that um, at that time didn't have um, a ramp, you know, okay. um, wheelchair accessible. So I actually uh, did this lady's closing, this client's closing in their uh, van with them. We signed uh, wow. the documents in their uh, wheelchair accessible van because that was what they needed. Wow. Um, and so we'll do what it takes within reason, within, you know, as long as we're staying legal, we, we close at conference rooms all around the state. So last nice. week I was in West Ashley at a bank in a conference room because again, these clients, they were teachers. So they're, they're, um, you know, in quarantine right now, unfortunately, mm -hmm. but, um, they have three small children that they didn't want to drive all over the world. So we just met there. So sure. whatever it takes is what we'll, we'll do to get it done. I love that. I love that because I mean, especially, I mean, I work, I specialize in work with hometown heroes and yeah, teachers, that's a big deal. Teachers, uh, military, oh, yeah. um, firefighters, that's like, their, their schedule's already crazy. Then you got this new thing with the coronavirus happening right now. It's just, it's, it's a lot. Yes. I, I love that. I love that you guys. And you and we don't want to ask them to, to have to use their, their leave or you right. know, something like that when it's something that we can help limit. Definitely. Definitely. And that's, and that's the cool thing about it. Cause you know, you may have offices in Somerville, but then you, you're willing to move around and accommodate people. And I love that. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. So as far as some um, some some last things I wanted to go over with you, um, I would really like to thank you um, for your influence with the um, with our MLS, you know, Charleston Trident Association of Realtors. I personally haven't been able to benefit from um, some of the sponsorships that you've had in place. And I didn't even, I didn't even really know that you were a sponsor until I, I got accepted to their 2020 program and leadership program. Um, yeah. so that was pretty cool. Thank you for the opportunity. I love that you give back to us, um, and, and really try to help invest in our, um, in our businesses. I really think that educated realtors, educated agents, and those that are, are dedicated to what they do they make the job easier for everybody. Um, we never want costs to be a, a prohibition from bettering yourself and from learning more and taking advantage of opportunities. And, and, and CTAR, Charleston Trident Association of Realtors, they do a fantastic job at making sure they offer, I mean, every program imaginable. Mm -hmm. And so we enjoy helping people take advantage of those because you knowing more about your job and being comfortable in what you're doing makes my job on the easier on the back end much easier and nice. you know 
I, we have been working together since you got into this business. And, and it's so amazing to see your growth and your commitment to your clients. You, when you have a client, I mean, you are, you become almost like part of their family. You know everything about them because you invest in your client. Right. Um, again, I think that lets you do a better job in making sure that you meet their needs. And so um, it's just been a, a really cool working relationship to see that growth. And that translates to our side too, because then you are able to make sure that we are delivering on the services they expect of us. For sure. For sure. That, yeah, it, it's the circle. It's the continuum. It is. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Give it back. So I know you, you've done also done some trainings um, for our brokerage, um, Homegate Home Real Estate. And I know you also do it for other brokerages. That's, that's also cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, can... we're always available for any of those kind of things. Okay. Um, uh, trainings, you know, we'll, we'll come to your space. We'll do, you know, these um, recordings just like we're doing now. Mm -hmm. um, we want to make ourselves avail available for that. And so if anybody wants to get in touch for those kind of, um, you know, to try to maybe arrange or facilitate one of those, we're glad to do it. We're, we'll cover whatever the hot topic of, of concern, debate, you know, everything's, things are always changing. And yes. so we'll learn with you and we'll provide the best guidance that we can. For sure. Thank you, Brent. I, and um, I think the last thing I really wanted to ask you about was, um, or one of the last things was as far as the hot topics that are happening or some ongoing things that you're seeing maybe in our area or across the nation, what are some of the things that um, you want to kind of leave us with as far as things to look out for? Oh man. So that, many. That's <laughs> limitless. But, so, um, you know, I think the first thing that's always so important to me is just um, safety, especially in the climate that we're in now. We've even um, some groups that, that I'm a part of, you know, with the South Carolina Bar Association, the conversation has even started. How do we disclaim and hold harmless um, related to the COVID-19 virus that's going around? Like yes. what would a buyer's responsibility be? What's a seller's responsibility? Mm -hmm. These are questions that maybe, maybe six weeks ago, we never even would have been able to imagine. Okay. We're just that far out from it. So law is, is and real estate, I mean, they're always on the edge and changing as, as new problems present themselves. But safety first, you know, real estate agents, mm -hmm. um, knowing your clients, knowing who you're meeting with, knowing where you're going. Um, we really believe in a comprehensive relationship with the people we work with. So we want to help you from beginning to end um nice man it's such a it's such a big a big topic area that it's kind of it hard is. to nail it down it is but i mean i'm glad you touched on that um with the virus and and i know that uh, more recently charleston um charleston county deemed um, real estate agents as um essential um essential um in the workforce so that was helpful. I mean, because people, are, and that's one of the things people are asking about, you know, are they still buying and selling in this market? And I mean, despite everything we have going on, it's a very difficult time for so many people. People still need a place to live. It's a, it's still a busy environment. Um, you know, this, this is the, this is the challenge we're facing right now. And in six months, it, it may be a very different challenge. Correct. But yeah, you're right. People still need places to live. People, um, we still live in a desirable area where, where people are coming by the thousands mm -hmm. and um, real estate's, I, I don't foresee it stopping. Mm -hmm. And so 
we need to be prepared. And their real estate agents are essential. I don't care what what the county and cities say, but but um, mm-hmm. I was even willing to drive agents since since law firms are uh, since attorneys are essential services. I'd drive you to the showing if we had to. See, look at you guys. There's, there's more than one way to do this thing. <laughs> for sure, for sure, Brent. We, well, we appreciate you, and, and we thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to kind of engage with me and audience. Um, I look forward. I'll be sharing your information in the show notes. Anybody want to reach out to your your um, firm, they can reach out, and ask any questions, and um, try. Thank you again for for being on. No, thanks for having me. It's it's uh, it's great to be able to spend some time chatting with you, and um, and. You know, we want to be a resource for anybody who needs us. So let us know what we can do. And um, I hope it was helpful. Thanks. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Thank you, you guys for listening to the 15th episode of the Charleston Real Estate Connection Podcast. I'm Nia Joy, just finishing up with Brent Settles of the Settles Law Firm. We will see you on the next one. Stay golden and stay safe. This has been another episode of the Charleston Real Estate Connection Podcast. You can find us on our website at charlestonreconnection.com. That's charlestonreconnection.com.